The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Sports Baseball Show. Here are your hosts, the luckiest men on the face of the earth, Chase Madorsky and Alex Spector. Welcome to lucky number 13 episode of the Underdog Sports Baseball Show, Baker's Dozen. An A-bomb from A-Rod, and if you haven't seen the picture on Twitter of A-Rod taking a dump in his apartment, I would highly recommend it before the cameraman gets sued for every privacy law imaginable. Yeah, but of all the people to catch taking a dump, I'm happy it was him. Not. Would you rather it have been A-Rod or J-Lo? J-Lo. J-Lo. What? <laughs> not even that's, that's, yeah, insanity. With my producer Sam Beck Hello. and Bryce subbing in for Alex. Hello. Alex is in, Bahama, in the Bahamas waxing JV's back as we speak. <laughs> My name is Chase Fedorsky. A couple of quick shout-outs before we get rolling. Uh, Shout-out to the Skatico softball team. 17-1 to win, which is really cool. Uh, Shout-out to Sam, who starts his new job tomorrow. Thank you. He's working for a Japanese bank. Yes. I'm hoping he has a moment like the movie Click. And if you haven't seen the movie Click, there's a scene with a bunch of Japanese bankers. Sam, I'm going to give you some advice. Uh, If you talk about Matsui and Ichiro, make sure your boss doesn't assume it's sushi. Because they might get really pissed off. That's fair. Good assumption. Have you never seen? You've seen it. You've had. I don't know what that joke is. Is that from the movie? It's Sandler and Hasselhoff, and they're talking. They're talking about Ichiro and Matsui, and David Hasselhoff goes, "Well, both of those sound great. Let's order them for the whole table." (laughs) I was thinking you were talking about the uh, naked lady. Can I have a sip of that vanilla Pepsi? All right, so, and one other free, uh, one other, not free shout out, but I guess a free shout out, uh, is for Bryce and Sam for waiting for me. Yeah. Uh, We were supposed to do this about an hour and a half ago after the softball game, um, and I just had the bus ride from hell. Uh, So I was riding the bus on the way back from Bar Mitzvah uh, at Camp Skatico, where we all went to camp. Epic day at camp. Like 75 degrees, I was cruising the golf cart. Going all around, boys. I'm gonna interrupt you, Chase. Let me paint a picture. Chase is sitting here dripping sweat, shirtless. His face is red, and he is not wearing a shirt. It's it's quite a sight. If yep. you're lucky, we'll post something on our <laughs> social media page about I, it. I'm not gonna comment. But anyway, so the bus ride home, uh, we left at four. I thought we were gonna be home at like six thirty, maybe at the latest. Uh, I didn't get home until about seven forty-five. So I was on a bus for three hours and forty-five minutes, oh, which was bad terrible. traffic. Just terrible traffic. Well, the problem was the bus couldn't go on the Taconic from camp, so we had to go all the way through Jersey onto the Lincoln Tunnel. The Lincoln Tunnel itself took like an hour, uh, which was horrible. But on the bus, um, and this is stuff you couldn't make up, if the odds were on Bovada Sportsbook, they would be 10 million to one that this trifecta of things would happen. Was there a throw up? Let me get to that. So the first thing that happens is... These two kids are literally getting a new fist right in the back of the bus. And there's like four sets of parents, including the father of the bar mitzvah child who's hosting this whole event, sitting there and not doing a thing. So finally, we're all, we were all camp counselors. I'm like, yo, what's going on? I get up, do this. And the kid's dad 
is sitting right in front of me and doesn't do a thing. So keep that in mind for the end. went in the fight? Both kids were like crying. It wasn't even really a fight. So it's a draw. Yeah. One of said kids, who had been kind of a putz the entire day, uh, then goes into the bathroom and pukes. But instead of lifting up the toilet and puking like a normal person, he pukes all over the lid of the toilet and in the surrounding area. So whoa, whoa, whoa. He, he puked on a closed lid toilet? Correct. <laughs> so like, I had to go piss later, and I was like, screw it, I guess I'm cleaning up a little bit of puke. Not all of it, because that was not my job. I wipe off the top and go take a leak. Uh, because there was puke in the bathroom, all the girls were like, I have to pee, I have to go to the bathroom. So we had to stop at like uh, a stop and shop on the middle of the Jersey Turnpike so these kids can go to the bathroom. Um, but then the coup de grace icing on the cake is said dad who did not interject when his kid was causing a ruckus goes to bring chicken fingers back to like some of the kids because we had leftover food and the bus driver stops short and this guy falls flat on his face like four rows full on elevation uh, and on the bus apparently he was so hurt that I saw him googling uh, rib and back fractures wow so like the takeaways are don't get stuck on a bar mitzvah bus and two, karma's a real mf if your kid causes problems and you make someone else take care of it. Absolutely. Um, I heard you had a little bit of a travel mishap yourself this week. I did. Put simply, um, I missed the flight. So for those of you who book midnight flights ever, uh, make sure you get the date correct. can be confusing. Especially um, if you're doing it in a uh, cross-the-world relationship because yes. said significant other... We'll be very angry if you're not yeah. there in the morning. Yes, yes, rightfully so. Um, um, so that's my weekly update. My, uh, uh, Bryce? Yeah, I... Uh, I would have hung with you this week if I knew you were in the city. I know, I had to do some shopping. My weekly update, uh, I finally pulled the Jackie date off. I drank an awful lot of absinthe. So I remember it very well. She probably remembers it very not so well. We're going to cut it short right there. Yeah. Uh, Bryce also came up to me, came to have lunch with me on Friday to pick up the microphone for our podcast. And the first thing he says to me, it's 2 o'clock, I've had a bottle of Jägermeister already. Well, that was my um, breakfast. It, wasn't a, it, was a, it was a breakfast size bottle. Which leads me to one more shout-out. Uh, against all odds, Bryce has made it to his senior year of college at NYU. Um, at this time next year, he'll be preparing for his 14th summer at Scatico um, because like... I was in that situation. I'm just going to assume he won't have a job yet um, unless he schemes his way whoa, 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 whoa. Unless he schemes his way into it like he is known to do. Uh, so that, given all that, it's probably a 50-50 chance. Mom, but Dad, if you're listening, nothing has been decided. But I'm at this time, this time next year, Bryce is going to be in the real world. God help us all and bless you for sneezing. Thank you. I tried to keep it quiet. All right. So with all that said and all of our shenanigans out of the way, let's do our Bavada Picks of the Week. Let's do it. I uh, think Jackie. So we're doing this at about 8.43 on a Sunday night. Uh, and Sunday night baseball and, mo- and moving with the baseball trying to get games in earlier moved from 8 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Really making it hard for us to do a Sunday night podcast. Uh, so there's six games that Bavada already has posted for tomorrow, uh, and we're going to roll with those games and pick them. Uh, so for the first game to tomorrow, and again, because this is a little bit screwy, hey, you know what? There's five games. Uh, you have to pick the spread out one of them. We'll do. Okay. Just because it's all over the place. So the Red Sox are playing the Blue Jays. David Price making his return from the injured list for the Sox. Edwin Jackson, team number 14 for the Blue Jays. You got minus 220 for the Sox, plus 190 for the Blue Jays. This is going to sound crazy, but uh, give me the Blue Jays plus 1.5, plus 115. I think Price is going to be a little bit rusty. Uh, And I guess the saying goes, if it's not lucky number 13, it's lucky number 14 for Edwin Jackson. Uh, I'm going to take the Blue Jays straight up. 
Red Sox had a comeback win today against Houston. Straight up plus 190. Yeah, I want that. And I'm going Sox minus one and a half. Um, Price probably going to go five innings, call it. Um, go to the bullpen. Sox scoring a lot of runs. Yeah, the Sox are nuclear hot right now. Same with the Astros. <laughs> well, they played each other. They can't both be nuclear hot. It's true. One's just uh, lukewarm hot. Uh, next game we got, we have the Athletics visiting the Cleveland Indians. Uh, Bavada has this at plus 148 for the A's and minus 173 for the Indians. Before I make this pick, just free gambling advice to anyone out there. Um, always take the Warriors live money line. Last night I got them at plus 300 at the half, down 15, and I've never been more confident in a bet in my entire life. Except for the game before when they were down 14 at the half, and I got them at plus 180. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, the A's. I'm feeling a lot of underdogs tomorrow. A's money line, Bryce? A's money line. Chase, who are you taking? Um, give me the try, minus 173. I like Carrasco. I don't think Brad Anderson's particularly good. Actually, Anderson's, uh, Anderson on the road's bad. I'll take the Indians money line as well. Um, I'm with you. We're all, we're all the same there, Indians money line. Also, a big shout-out to Bavada um, for allowing me to live bet those games because... Most places wouldn't let you do it. Called my buddy up in California. I was like, yo, Jesse, I need you to place this for me. And he did. So, thank you, B- Jesse. Thank B- you, Jesse. Bavada, thank you for helping us with our show and for helping me in reality. Uh, next up, we got the New York Yankees and Mr. J. Happ against the Baltimore Orioles and Andrew Kashner. I feel like this is Andrew Kashner's 10th start against the Yankees this year. I feel like every series we get him. Uh, that said, I think Kashner stinks, but I think Hap's going to give up a lot of home runs. like to see a home run from Cedric C.J. Mullins tomorrow. Are you take an over-under in this game? Nah, it's too easy. Uh, so give me the Yanks minus 190. I'll take the Yanks minus one and a half. The Yanks always mash at Camden Yards. And everyone seems to mash at Camden Yards, except for the Orioles. Yeah, I'm with you, Bryce. Um, saw Aaron Hicks hit an absolute bomb today, or yesterday. Today? Today. Um... Yeah, let's go Yanks minus one and a half. It's good to see Hicks back. Yeah. Yep. See, the Mets just got swept by the uh, Marlins. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. What do you give? What do you give Mickey Callaway over under two weeks left? Shit. Over, but not by much. I would say over. It's early. He's only been on the job a year. That can. Did you see what Cano did in that game the other day? Not good. Not good. I saw a great tweet about him. That he's making X money this year. Not running out ground balls, not really trying, living in the city that he wants for a team that it doesn't really matter. Living the dream. Living the dream. Hey, Don't you know Robbie Cano? Former steroid guy. Former Yankee, he former steroid guy. Use some more steroids. Fun fact, usually those things tend to be in common with one another. Yes. Alright, next game, Bavada, we got Phillies and the Cubs. No spread yet for this game because it's at 805, but Phillies plus 118, Cubs minus 138. Arietta's ERA is casually over four after a really good start, and you, Darvish, uh, well, not back to what he used to be. He's only walking like three guys a game now instead of nine. Uh, so for that reason, give me the Cubs minus 138. I'll take the Phils on the road. Darvish is – I can't bet on Darvish. Not consistent at all. And John about monster homers. Did you see Harper's homer the other day? Yes. Harper hit an absolute – I don't, know, I don't know if it's landed yet. Yeah. Harper's homer yesterday was so epic that I had about a page worth of notes in our notes about our Harper slumping, and we're just scrapping the whole thing because I think that's the Well, that homer was cool, and that's what you get with him. I'll talk about the Harper slump real quick. He slumps. He's been, his whole career has been slumps. He's been up and down. But when he hits the ball, it goes miles. He, yeah, he either has extremely high months or extremely low months where he'll hit either 
450 or 150 but if you're a Phillies fan, that's what you're in store for for the next 13 years, so learn to love it. Yep, and for that reason, I'm going Philly money line as well. And for that reason, I'm you out. are the weakest link. <laughs> Alright, Rangers uh, at Mariners. My fantasy guy, Mike Mariners Miner. At Rangers. Mariners, Mariners at Rangers. Rangers, thank you. Uh, Mike Miner, our fantasy guy in the bump for the Rangers. Mike Leak for the Mariners, a battle of the Mikes. I'm going to make sure my father, Mike, watches that game, so it'll be Mike Cubed. Um, Bavada has the Mariners plus 125 and the Rangers at minus 145. Uh, I already took my spread game. <sighs> Give me the, uh, I mean, Mike Miner's been really, really good this year, but I think the Mariners offense is going to come through. Give me the Mariners plus one and a half minus 140. Mike Leaks on that you Darvish list of mine on pitchers I never bet on. Give me the Rangers minus one and a half. You know, he never pitched in the Minors. They just, they, I'd send out of him Arizona down. State, he went right to the I Rangers. I would send him down now because he, he struggles. <laughs> He's not very good. I'm going to go Mariners money line. Slight upset there, but I'm, I'm rolling with them. All right. And our last game to pick this week, uh, battle of upstart young pitchers, Luke Weaver, who was the centerpiece of the Paul Goldschmidt trade, uh, and the Diamondbacks visiting Chris Paddock, rookie of the year candidate in the Padres, plus 130 D-backs, minus 150 Padres. Paddock's been good, but I like Weaver. Give me D-backs plus one. 30. Um, I like Machado a lot. One of my favorite players in the league. Wait, you like Machado? I do love Machado. I was unaware of that. No, you do know I love Machado. Still hoping the Yanks sign him. Would you rather have Machado or Gio Urshela? Would I rather have Machado or Andujar is out for the season? Probably Machado. I, I meant Gio Urshela, the most clutch hitter in baseball. Machado. Um, both these teams have been off to surprisingly good starts, so I am going to take the Padres. Money line? Money line. I'm going to go with you there, Bryce. Uh, Machado, money line. Bring it home. Machado on the money line. There's our Bravada picks of the week. Uh, Moving into the standings in the MLB. uh, The AL East, for the first time since April 30th, we have a new team in first place. Hell yeah! The New York Yankees, 28-17. and Uh, And I just want to say, regardless of what the Rays do this this series, uh, those first two games were unbelievable. Uh, I was there on Friday for an epic comeback by the Yankees. And I just want to say, when there's a rain delay in the bottom of the eighth and don't stay, you're a fake-ass fan. We did that the other day. We did that in the game. But we did that in the sixth inning, and it was already three hours into the game, and we were losing to the White Sox by five. We were down one run to the Rays in the bottom of the eighth, where you know they're going to finish the game anyway. Epic Luke Voigt, Homer, or Shella game-winning hit. Uh, yesterday, the Yanks didn't get so lucky uh, lost in 11, and then today busted out the bats in a 13-5 to win, um, which was really cool. Uh, so the Yanks at first, 28-17. Rays a half game out, 27-17. Red Sox heating up, 24-22 and in third. I was third. just about to ask you, how long till the Sox are in first place in the division? I don't know if they're going to catch the Yanks. The Yanks are a really good baseball team. And the, the Yanks are good, man. We're getting our guys back. I just think as good sure. as sales been, it's, the Red Sox pitching staff is... It's just so inconsistent. And again, the bullpen, you know, Ryan Brazley, Matt Barnes, some of these guys have been great, but it's not like with us where you're rolling out Chapman, Adovino. We have six elite arms. Tommy Canely, so Britton. You, you both leaning towards the Sox never leading the AL East at any No, I think, I think they could lead it early. But if I, just, I don't think they'll jump both teams ahead of them. Okay. One, maybe one, not both? Yeah, maybe one, not both. Maybe Tampa. Yeah. Because Tampa just lost. Who did they lose? Last now? 
they lost Glass now for four to six weeks, but they got Austin Meadows back, and that guy is hitting the crap out of the ball. Uh, he hit the go-ahead homer in the 11th yesterday against the Yanks, and it was an absolute rocket of a home run. Uh, AL Central, the Twins are opening up their lead more and more. 30-16 and 16 at first. Indians in second, 25-20. and 20. Mike Clevenger is throwing again, which is great for our fantasy team. Yes. By the way, I'm going to just let you set the lineup this week. All right, I'll do it tonight. Our acquisitions were so-so. More good than bad, though. Hey, White Sox in third, right around 521 and 24. Tigers in fourth, 18 and 26. And the Royals in last, 16 and 31. What are your thoughts on the Twins? Like, I, Twins I, are real. At this point, are they the team to beat in the division? I would still lean towards Cleveland at this point. But if Minnesota keeps this lead up to the All-Star break, you have to really wonder if Cleveland's going to be a seller at the deadline. Now, let me ask you this. If you're the Twins, and again, they're a mid-market team... Um, but no outstanding contracts on the books. Maybe do you go after just to really fortify that rotation? Do you say to Dallas Keuchel, we want you to be our anchor. Let's let's link up for one year, make the playoffs. Because if you're rolling into the playoffs with Berrios, Keuchel, and Odorizzi. Well, Keuchel's also a guy I'd want in a wild card game. If those three names are on the board. Eh, I'd want Berrios, dude. want Berrios. Keiko's been there before. Regardless, you kind of have to. You're the Twins. You don't know the next time you're going to be in the situation. It's a one-year, you're bound to pay him for one-year max. It's one-year max. It. There's no reason not to. They, and I'm sure they're nowhere near the luxury tax. They, they can give Keiko 15. They can give him whatever they have left in, in the bank. Like. And it's also for the Twins, because I always liked Rocco Bedelli. Likeable, great player uh, whose career was cut short by injuries, diseases, this and that. Uh, so to see him as a first-year manager really succeeding is great. But that said, Paul Molander did the same thing, and he only lasted three years in Minnesota. So hopefully Rocco keeps it up. Uh, in the AL West, it's the Astros and the West, and the rest. The rest in the West. <laughs> yeah, Astros run away. Uh, the Astros run differential is plus 92. They've won 12 of their last 14, uh, 31 and 16 in the first, and then from there it's below 500. The Angels in second place. Uh, Trout might not make the playoffs, but second place would be pretty cool for him. Well, second place is all he needs to get the MVP. It's true. Yes. We talked about this last week. I think it's they got to go 78 and 84 for him to win the MVP. Can you think of another superstar across American sports that has been... Barry Sanders. This far and away the best player? Barry Sanders. And had pretty much no team success? I mean, is Barry the only guy? <laughs> um, I'll think about it and get back. That's a, I, honestly, I honestly don't know, other than him maybe, which is, it's been a while, that it, there's been one guy who's been the best player in the league and their team has not been very good. No. Certainly not in the NBA. No, I, NBA... NBA, the best player usually wins. Yeah. This one we can at least carry you to an eight seed. Maybe, yeah. I mean, you could, I guess, go back to the NHL and find seasons where... It, uh, I think even the NHL, I think Gretzky was yeah. getting that. Crosby's been in the playoffs every year. Yeah. Ovechkin's gotten that team far. So Angels in second, 22 and 24. Rangers in third, 21 and 23. Mariners, 23 and 26, still in free fall mode. And the A's in last, 22 and 25. Moving along to the National League, you have the Phillies in first, 27-19, Braves in second, 25-22, Mets in third, 20-25, Nationals in fourth, 19-26, and the Marlins in last, 13-31, despite sweeping the Mets, which just goes to show how bad it's been in Miami. To me, it's looking more and more like the day that as good as the Braves' offense is, as complete as a team as the Nats may be on paper, that this is the Phillies' division to run away with. certainly looks like that. There's something wrong with the Mets. DeGrom got lit up by the Marlins. DeGrom, yeah. CRA and Syndergaard in that series. Thor pitched well today. He gave up two runs in seven innings. That's you know you got to hit. Yeah. Uh, but the Grom's ERA went up from three two six to three nine eight. You think he's still hurt? 
I don't know. I think it's hard to say. I mean, look, guys have clunkers, even if guys who are as good as DeGrom. Blake Snell last year finished with an ERA under one, but at two starts where he gave up seven runs. He did not have an ERA. Under two. Under two, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think the Phillies, though, Noah looks like he's riding the ship. He had a 10-strikeout game this week. Um, but I really think for them, it's like Zach Eflin, um, Jared Eikhoff. Arietta's regressed to the mean a little, but he's still an above-average pitcher. They're, Phillies are a deep team. That lineup is so... Vince, Vincent Velasquez, when he's healthy, he was the name I just couldn't think that of. That lineup, Harper's the biggest name, but he's not their best hitter. Segura is their best hitter. Reese Hoskins mashes, and Segura has been so steady and good these past few years. McCutcheon's been really, McCutcheon's been really solid. It's a good deep team. Uh, and for that reason, I think the Phillies, you're going to be hearing them in first a lot. Uh, the NL Central, this is going to be a dog race all year. Cubs in first, 26 and 17, led by Chris Bryant. Brewers in second, 28 and 21. Pirates 24 and 20, Cardinals in third, fourth 24 and 23, and the Reds in last 21 and 26. So everyone right around 500 and better. I mean, we talked about the Cubs the past two weeks and their resurgence. To me, Josh Hader's ERA is up to 295. Uh, he gave up a walk-off homer to Freddie Freeman last night, which is very rare that he gives up home run to lefties. At what point do they finally cave and say, we need to go get Craig Kimbrell. This guy needs bullpen help. I don't think that the Brewers are the team to shell out for him. I think if there's a team, we, I know we've spoken about this before, that those NL East teams need help. I watched that Mets. I watched the Nationals almost blow a four-run lead in the ninth because their Sean Doolittle, their best reliever, gave up three runs and just walked the entire team. Not good. The Nationals need a closer. The yeah. Braves could use a reliever. The Phillies could use a reliever. I've been saying it all year. Whichever one of those teams signs him can win the division. But um, like you just said, Philly does seem to be starting to run away with it a little. And at least the Nats are falling far out. So one guy in the NL Central, and we're going to mention him a bunch in the league leaders, but Josh Bell, the first baseman for the Pirates. I want to give him some special love. Uh, he's hitting 333, 402, 704. 14 homers, 43 ribbies, 54 hits, 30 runs scored. I mean, just tattooing the ball. Uh, and at some level, this is the Josh Bell revenge tour because a couple months ago, uh, a Sports Illustrated interviewed an, uh, an anonymous scout, and the scout said, Josh Bell can't play. He's not a good defender. He's a big lump. He has bad agility, bad footwork. He can't run. Supposedly, he's a big power threat, but he had 12 home runs at first base. This is not a kid. This is his third year in the big leagues. I don't think he's got the ability to get better. Um, a lot of people thought there was some racism to be in here, to be honest. Uh, so I just want to give a big shout-out to Josh Bell, who's given a big old F you to that scout, and really, really developing into the middle of the order bat the Pirates thought he could be. Yeah, good for him. I mean, scouts are wrong sometimes. I'm pretty sure I read a scouting report on a Stanton once after he got hit in the face that he's going to be a 270 hitter the rest of his career and never hit for power. And lost everything. Well, before you said the not hit for power part, the 270 part, I was like, was 275, I was like, eh, that's, that's what's going on, but they... There were concerns about Stan. Baseball players slump. Every now and then you'll see a guy kind of just click for a while. Like Chris Davis was awful in Texas, and then he clicked for a couple of years in Baltimore, and now he's terrible again. So in the NL West, with the Dodgers in first, 31 and 17, D backs second, 25 and 22, Padres in third, 23 and 24, 20 and 25, Giants in fourth, and they are tied with the Rockies in that spot. I want to highlight the Dodgers real quick. Um, Hunjin Ryu has really really become arguably the best pitcher in baseball this year. Uh, Seems like we talk about him every single week. We'll get into more accolades in a little bit when we get to the league leaders. Uh, I mean, his strikeout-to-walk ratio is the one thing I want to highlight. It's 59-4. to That's ludicrous. He threw seven scoreless innings today. His scoreless inning streak is up in the 30s now uh, consecutively. He had a one-hitter on Mother's Day? 
Yeah. He didn't finish the game, but how scary is it that, assuming Walker Bueller gets it together by the postseason, um, that Clayton Kershaw could be their game three starter? He wouldn't be. You think so? He's still King Clayton, and he's still the guy you roll with. The you can't demote King Clayton. He's the king. He's the king. Unless you can't make some, him like the jester. He's unless the king. there's some weird home road matchup, but if it's game one, Dodger Stadium, Kershaw's getting the ball. Any thoughts you have there, Sam? Couldn't agree more. Uh, At a certain point, you got to go with your guy. All right, before we get to the uh, league leaders, did you see this play with the bases loaded in the Indians Padres game the other it day the that the Orioles played? So I'm going to just explain this live as it happened. Base is loaded, ground ball to second. There's a pickle. The second baseman does the right thing. He runs at Francisco Lindor at first. But instead of tagging him to get a sure out, he throws it to first where the guy beats the force. Davis then runs at Lindor, throws it home, guy's safe, and a ground ball to second base leads to two runs and no outs. Yeah, that's a should have been, should have been a double play. Should have been a double play. That's the sort of stuff you see on uh, our softball team of old. Not yeah. the 17th one machine we turned into. The mean machine. Yeah, seventeen to one. That is so so. We epic. were hitting no errors in the field. Case was there. Case, Case. didn't any double plays. Nope, nope. Case. He was did get tagged out at home. He did get tagged. Not, not the fleetest of foot. He. I did heard a rumor that me. We're talking me first game of the year speed booking at the first base. That I could beat David Case in a foot race now. Fact or fiction? I'm not. Gonna I'm going to say. Fiction. No, I'm not going to. Say I, I would lean towards fiction, but I couldn't bet. If you guys were running, it would probably, have, I'd have to see it. The yeah. odds on a race would probably be minus one ten to both sides. Ow! Bovado, put it on the site. Let's make it happen. All right, so league leaders. Um, I mean, this is the Houston Astros show. Do you think this team, when all is said and done, could be like a murderer's row type offense? Because we're really looking towards that, and that's with Altuve hitting two fifty. It's unreal. Yeah, I mean... So that said, why we're saying this, uh, AL League leaders, Tim Anderson is down to fourth in average, 325. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. Making me feel a little bit better about this one. Smile. Michael Brantley, the Indians' biggest mistake, not bringing him back, or at least extending a qualifying offer. He's leading the AL on average at 331. Cody Bellinger leading the NL at a ludicrous 409, given that we are nearing the two-month mark of the season. Leadoff hitter George Springer leading the AL, also an Astro, with 17 home runs. And his teammate Alex Bregman is second uh, with 14. And in the NL, the Yelich and Bellinger show carries on Yelich in first with 18 homers. Ribbies, George Springer in first, 42 ribbies. Uh, Josh Bell in first with 43 ribbies. Springer right now, I think if you're a leadoff hitter putting up those numbers, he's got to be, as great as Trout's been, the MVP frontrunner just because I think the Astros are going to win 105 games. That division is so bad, and they compete and win more often than none against the Yankees and Red Sox. If Springer puts up 35, 100, 100, and hits 300, he's and a shoo And they win 105 games. shoo to win the yeah. MVP. And that's the fact that I think Trout's going to have a 460 on base percentage this year. The um, shout-out to Melky Cabrera. He's third in the NL in hitting. Yeah. Speaking of former Yankees and steroids. He's gone. My buddy asked me at the game the other day, where's Melky? And I said Pittsburgh. And I knew he was doing okay. I didn't, I didn't think he was in 341. Also, shout out to Jeff McNeil. Uh, Mets brought him up late last year at the age of 26, but really fine in his own, 351. Uh, you mentioned Reese Hoskins before. He's fifth in the NL with 36 ribbies. And uh, Jock Peterson, 14 homers, third in the NL. Uh, I dropped him in our fantasy team pretty much because all he does is homer. Yeah. Of course, they're good. 
cool. Homers are cool. Um, and another cool thing is in the top five home runs in the ALNL, there is a Jew on each leaderboard. We got Jock and Breckman. Got to be the first time in baseball history. At least since like the early 1900s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we learned today at the softball game, Jew's not the most nimble. Oh, but David Case isn't Jewish. Slowest guy on the team. Look Interesting. We're on to something. Facts. <laughs> Get more Jews in the league. That's what I say. All right, the wins category in the National League. NL, you got a three-way tie between Zach Greinke, Max Fried, and Brandon Woodruff at six apiece. And in the AL at eight, Domingo Bingo, Domingo Herman, keeping it up. Two-start week next week. Huge for the Yankees. He'll look to keep the ship going. AL, uh, you got a pair of Rays up top. Uh, which shout out to Charlie Morton because this is updated after today. I uh, gave him four runs and his ERA is still two three two in second. Tyler Glass now still in first at one eight six. And Zach Davies is first in the NL one five four. He's one of the guys I picked up. That's good, right? It's not Tim Anderson, but it's Zach Davies. We'll take whatever we can get. And then saves, not a whole lot has changed. Kirby Yates still first in the NL at seventeen. Shane Green in first in the AL at fifteen. Uh, any thoughts on those pitching stats, Bryce? Um, big shout out to Mingo. Domingo's the name, big takeaway. Eight wins already, Ooh. 250 ERA. Domingo's the man. Domingo's been keeping the Yanks afloat. Another sad thing. So, Zach Davies is this guy, picked up in first. Yep. And Jordan Lyles, who's fourth with a 1.97 ERA, you know he's on the team now, too. Are you guys good? No. No, awful. We're the second worst team in the league. Okay. But you know what we're not? The worst. That's true. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Windsor Grove replacement, Mike Trout in first in the AL 3.1. Bellinger in first in the NL in 4.6. And the thing is, and this just goes to show how good Cody's been, Yelich is having an all-time start as well, and he's only 2.9 more. Yeah, again, I haven't looked into the – I got maybe that was what I'll do before next time. I'll research how it's calculated and give my own mathematical input. Like that. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, some players of the week for this week. A uh, guy I didn't have on my notes, but after today, he deserves to be uh, Shane Bieber, Spectre's boy. Speaking of Spectre's boy, Richard Blyer's back. So look for a Richard Blyer update next week. We have not had one in a long time. Maybe since opening day. Did he get day, lit you know? up recently? He got lit up against the Yanks like opening day. Yeah. He's not good. Um, Blyer, a complete game shutout and a 10 nothing win against the Orioles. 15 strikeouts, 5 hits, no walks. Uh, 75, 107 pitches for strikes. That's really good. And it's why the Indians can lose two of the best pitchers in baseball, and Corey Kluber and Mike Clevenger, and still be in the hunt because they just keep finding these stud pitchers. Yeah, it's they got a pitching game. farm somewhere. They just can't hit. No, not it's to big, say that. But on the Indians lineup, I don't know who listens to this show, but I, I have it sourced reasonably well that Hanley Ramirez is another steroid guy. Really? Yes. Well, he wasn't he busted in a coke ring last year? No, but that's uh, different. Yes. But yes, he was. <laughs> but I do have it sourced that Hanley Ramirez is a cheater. And uh, MLB, take a listen. Are you going to review your source? Him. Reveal your source? Well, I saw somebody hand him steroids once. Oh. All right, moving along. Other hot players this week. Uh, Chris Sale earlier this week. You know, it's, it's, it's really... Really hard to have it really um, is hard. I agree. zero walks and 17 strikeouts and lose. Um, but that's what happened to Chris Sale. Why'd they take him out? Um, so we'll get to that in a second. Uh, they were playing the Rockies earlier this week. Uh, on Tuesday, he yielded two runs, both coming out of Nolan Arenado Homer. 
his previous high was 15 strikeouts, which he accomplished three times. Uh, and he's the first pitcher to strike out at least 17 batters in a game since Scherzer tied the record with 20 on May 11, 2016. Um, the Rockies went on to win 4-3 after Sale was pulled after 108 pitches in seven innings. Uh, and he became the first pitcher in MLB history to strike out at least 17 batters in seven innings, which is absolute crazy, absolute craziness. First pitcher for the Red Sox is 1908, also with 10 strikeouts and zero walks and back-to-back starts. And the eighth pitcher in MLB history to have at least 10 games with 14 strikeouts. Um, so I'm going to pair this concept up of why are you pulling somebody uh, with Frankie Montas, everyone's favorite pitcher, who we so should have bet on. Why is he everyone's favorite pitcher again? You just told me that. I did say that. And it stuck. Uh, in the A's 7-2 win on Friday, he retired the first 12 men he faced. And from there, he became one out away for throwing what would have been his first career complete game. Um, he went eight and two-thirds innings. Well, see, why are you pulling him in? So eight and two-thirds innings, ten strikeouts, no walks. Uh, and you're up 7-2. To me, pitch counts be damned. If a guy like Sale has 17 strikeouts, keep him in and let him go for the record. And if a guy's one out from a complete game, especially if you're up five runs, let him go get the freaking complete let him game. Get the, totally. That's a, that's when managers start... Are there two beholden to analytics? Just MLB's whole campaign is let the kids play. Is sales having let a, the kids play? It's it's robotic, but is sales having a game, an epic game, potential for an all-time game? Let him go for it. He's your best pitcher. He's, that guy's on me. He's probably your best <laughs> player. Let him do it. If a guy like Frankie Montas, everybody's favorite, I'm sure he'll get back there again, but maybe not. Let him go for the complete game. Give him something on the baseball back of the baseball card. So one guy, we've been talking about the Cubs, who has been such a big part of that resurgence, but the resurgence of himself is Chris Bryant. Um, on Friday, he hit three homers against the Nationals and became the 12th player in baseball history to homer in three straight innings and the second to do it in the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning, joining J.D. Martinez in September 2017. Did we bet the under this game? Yeah. How'd that Well, I wanted to take the Cubs, and you were like, no, we can't bet against Scherzer. Meh, 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 meh. Yeah, I said, I don't, I'm not going to have a fight with you on air, Chase. Why? What did you say? What did I say? I said I never want to do over-unders. Over-under how many more times? Well, we did that because I wanted to take the Cubs. It doesn't matter because DeGrom got destroyed by the Marlins. But DeGrom, yeah. All right. Um, Bad bet. But a few weeks ago, everyone was saying Bryant lost his power stroke. Uh, And as of Friday, three weeks, uh, in the past three weeks, he's hitting... 328, 451, 882, uh, with 10 home runs, 23 ribbies, 16 walks, and 14 strikeouts in 19 games. Chris Bryant's back. And to be honest, I think me and a lot of other people, I think we just forgot how good this guy was because he's been hurt the past two years. But this is a guy who won Rookie of the Year his first year, MVP in a World Series in his second year. He's a stud. He's a stud. I was shocked when the Pocota projections had the Cubs. I think they had the Cubs at 80 wins. Cubs have five arms that are MLB pitches. Cubs have five Professional pitchers. They're not all as good as they used to be, but those one through five, those guys can pitch. Hendricks, Lester the Molester, Cole Hamels, Quintana, Darvish, and Tyler Chatwood waiting in the wings in case, you know, you need someone to walk nine batters. Well, that's what you Darvish is for. That's so true. They have that guy. And our last player of the week, the number one prospect in baseball, Vlad Jr. It took 54 plate appearance, but he finally hit his first major league home run uh, with one out in the top of the first last Tuesday in San Francisco. Guerrero worked a full count against Nick Vincent before drilling a 90-mile-per-hour fastball to center field. Uh, Stack has measured it at 438 feet and 111 miles per hour off the bat. And then for an encore, he had a second home run that game, 451 feet at 113.7 miles per hour. He's the youngest right-handed hitter with three hits in a game since Mike Trout in 2011. It's good to see Vlad Jr. finally get on track. Yeah, I'm happy for him. We were, I was rooting for the guy. Love homers. Liked his dad a lot. A lot of hype. 
And I, I was worried about him. You start off very slowly. David Chase. Yeah. This guy started off slow. Slow. He is also very. David Case may be able to be Flagger. Vlad Jr. is real good at third, though. So is Ruben. For a guy that. Dude, quick tangent. Andrew Nathan, my roommate, is shortstop captain of the team. And he, got, he and I got into a big argument because Daniel Rubin is a guy at third who will put his body on the line again in front of everything. And our other third baseman, who will not be named because I don't like to talk badly about my teammates, sticks his glove out and goes, oh, it hit off my glove. Daniel all, Rubin. All I'll say is Rubin charged a slow grounder today, barehanded it, fired it to me at first, and it was an exceptional play. It was fantastic. Rubin! He was, he was on it. He's good. Ruben's my friend. I want that on radio. <laughs> <laughs> so another guy who's really good, and it's something that most people probably wouldn't have heard of. Uh, Frankie Montas. Astros reliever Ryan Presley. Uh, Frankie Montas, yes, is the, probably the best pitcher in baseball right now no one's ever heard of. I think he's the new Harvey. <laughs> I'm down for that. Yes. Because I have him in fantasy, so we'll ride him. Montas Mondays. So Astros reliever Ryan Presley on Wednesday tied Craig Kimbrell for the longest consecutive scoreless streak in MLB history with 38 straight appearances dating back to August 15, 2018. On Friday, he made it through another outing without giving it up a run, pushing his streak to 39 appearances to reach the all-time record. Uh, the record-breaking opportunity came in the bottom of the eighth when he stepped in for Will, Fe- Will Harris. He needed 11 pitches to get through the inning, fanning Mitch Moreland on a 96.7-mile-per-hour fastball and inducing ground balls from Xander Bogart and Raphael Devers. Uh, as Andrew Simon of MLB.com points out, the streak is great, but there are a few caveats, most of which um, there's limited and specialized use of relievers, which, again, he's not going more than an inning most of these starts. Uh, two, pitchers may keep their streaks intact without taking into account any runs they allowed uh, in terms of inherited runners to score. Uh, so Presley's rarely been called upon to pitch more than an inning. Um, but that said, the 30-year-old has an ERA of zero this year with zero walks per nine innings. So he also has a walked batter this year, which is incredible. Uh, 9.54K per nine through his first 20 innings of 2019. Uh, and this is looking like the extension of the offseason. Two years, $17.5 million to buy out free agency. A lot of people weren't really sure who Ryan Presley was, myself included, converted starter from the Twins. Um, but again, this is why the Astros have been so crazy good the past few years because on top of Correa, Altuve, etc., all these guys who came in through their system, it's these other guys like Chris Davinsky, Will Harris, Ryan Presley, these random relievers who have just become elite with them. Um, neighbor watch, the shirt is on officially. All right, time. enough with the neighbor watch. <laughs> We're going to get sued for sexual harassment on air. Oh, yeah, we are. Do you know her name? I'm going to send her to the podcast. No. I don't even think that's my built I don't know. New York City real estate is wild. Uh, don't try and cheap impress these accomplishments. Not giving up I'm a, not, dude. That's unbelievable. Not giving up a run at 39 appearances, regardless of inherited run. Even if it's impressive. an inning in appearance, 39 straight scoreless innings is out of this world. That's very impressive. And that's exactly what Houston needed, a lockdown arm. I give you just what I need, just what I needed. Journey. No. No, the cars. Cars, cars, yes, you're right. I knew it was the cars, too. Well, in the cars, you take a journey to the police, so there you go. Policemen have cars. And policewomen. And policemen have pulled me over in their car. I sat in the back of a cop car once. My dad's buddy was a cop car. <laughs> he was a cop car. Uh, he was a cop, and he uh, so we were walking to get pizza, and he picked us up. And he was like, my buddy was like, sit in the front? He's like, nope, you guys are going in the back. I rode in a cop car once. When I was six years old, I was playing. You got arrested at six? That's playing, young even I was, for you. I was playing backyard baseball, and uh, the computer just stopped. So my mom... What happened? Mom, more meatloaf! <laughs> and uh, our neighbor rang our bell. Our house caught on fire. 
we got struck by lightning, house was on fire, went in a cop car to a friend's house and chilled there. But I, wow. I have ridden, the, I have been in a cop car. I have not. Prior to the speeding ticket, lame. Prior to the speeding <laughs> ticket, it was my only uh, interaction with the Men in Blue. What about the Men in Black? Dude, I'm pumped for that new movie. Hemsworth and Liam. I don't. Thor meets Qui Gon Jinn and Raja Ghul. I like Will Smith. He'll be missed in the season. Speaking of which, you see who's playing the new Batman? Yes, Robert Pattinson. I don't hate it. I thought I hated it at first, but have you ever seen the Batman with Val Kilmer? Yes. If they're like going for that kind of vibe, I think he could pull it off. I think they need to take a little time off from the Batman. Well, it's not coming out till 2021. So Justice League to that, it'll be like five years. Yeah. I am Batman. I, I still got the Batman trilogy as... I always thought Danny Corrin was Batman. Yes. Danny Corrin, Batman trying, was a single line given to him when he was my counselor. Fun summer. Uh, one guy who's not having a fun summer is going to be Miguel Andujar. Uh, the, <laughs> the Yankees third baseman will undergo season-ending labrum repair surgery in his right shoulder, the team announced on Wednesday. Surgery will be performed by Dr. Christopher Ahmed at New York Presbyterian Hospital. That's where Kenny's mom, she runs that hospital. Fun fact, that's how I got tickets to the Yankee game last week. Uh, Andujar, 24, played in just 12 games a season, registering six hits, all singles, and one ribby in 49 plate appearances. He suffered the shoulder injury, diving back to first base all the way on March 31st. Uh, he was 3-for-34 with no runs batted in after his return, striking out nine times. Weak contact and hit 128 overall in 12 games. Uh, his agent, Ulysses Cabrera of Octagon, uh, said, Miguel tried to give as much to the team as he could, but realized that he just wasn't physically able to deal with the pain and still be productive as we all know he could be. This is a really interesting spot for the Yankees yeah, to be in long term because he can't Luke, field. he's not going to be able to field, and Luke Voigt is going to be the answer long term at first. And DH, I just think you have to have open between Sanchez when you're not catching. You don't want him out of the lineup, period, 30 days, 30 games a year. And you just. Even Judge, I don't think Judge is in a 162-game outfielder. I know some of injuries are flukes, but these are two years in a row with major injuries. Stanton, obviously, at DH. both injuries at the plate. Both of Judge's injuries. Were- sure. I think the wrist injury is fluke. He got hit by in a pitch. But an oblique strain, I think that's the reality. Yep. And it's like and it's like standing with his forearm. That's what happens when you're a 6'7 monster. Stuff like that doesn't happen to somebody like Gio Urshela, who's 6 feet tall. But Gio Urshela is not as good as Judge or Sam. But what I'm... Point being, though, the Yankees are going to be in a tough spot with Andahar because you can't make him the everyday DH, but you can't make him the everyday third baseman again. I think, I think he's point. very expendable in a trade come this offseason. But his, his value is I think this offseason was when we needed to move on to His value was, yes, correct. But there's, I don't think there's any reason he can't be uh, every couple days, you know, play some third, DH a little bit when well, third Stan is in DHing, when Judge is in DHing, when Gary is in DHing. Get Urshela mixed in there as well. But what about when Didi comes back? I think if you bring Didi back next year, like you said, it gets even tougher because if Didi is back, you have Didi and Glaber up the middle, and LeMahieu's going to hit 300 this year, it looks like. We have to bring LeMahieu back. Well, he signed a two-year deal, so he's back next year. It's a really good problem to have that we're discussing, but it'll be interesting to see how Boone and Cashman figure this out. Andujar's on what a nothing deal, right? Yeah. He's on his rookie contract. He's on his rookie contract, so you don't want to get rid of I don't think you have to move him quite yet. You, like, there's no reason to get rid of talented fielders. And, I mean, he's not a talented fielder, but he's a talented hitter. No, he's, he's not a, great, a guy you just give up he's on. He's a great but. hitter, and his value is not that high right now. There's no reason to let him go when you would assume that he'll probably get. And you still have maybe five not more years of control. Yeah, maybe not be the double machine he was last year, but at least 
you know, somewhere near that. He's a good MLB bat. Yeah. But the guy we did mention, uh, Gio Urshela, we just got to give him a shout-out. Yankees won 4-3 on a walk-off uh, against the Rays after a lengthy rain delay. Uh, he had the game-winning single in that game, but the base is loaded. Coming into Saturday, he was hitting 429 with runners in scoring position. He leads the majors with three game-tying or go-ahead hits. Uh, and even yesterday in the ninth inning, he had a line drive that went to the track and I thought was going out. This guy has been an absolute revelation for the Yankees. Uh, and you want to talk about a good problem to have. When Didi does come back this year and DJ or Glaber starts shifting over to third, the fact that Urshela, who could be hitting upwards of 330 at the time, I mean, he's hitting 350 right now. That's not sustainable. Um, but the fact that he becomes your utility infielder, that bodes really well for a team that's looking to make well, a deep you, run in the playoffs. Do you sit him down if he's still playing that well? I think you just move LeMahieu around at that point. LeMahieu's our best utility guy. Because LeMahieu has a glove that plays. I it. think you got I think you start getting LeMahieu some reps in the outfield, honestly. Because I don't think Judge. I, I don't think Judge is coming back anytime soon. Standing, they say well, is going to come back, back in like two weeks. Uh, he's actually rehabbing in single A tomorrow, but. He's got one of those injuries that I feel like every time it's about to get better, it gets worse. It's one step forward, two steps back. Well, I'd be worried with Judge and the oblique also. I think an oblique injury can linger on you. Mm-hmm. So. Especially for someone who swims as hard as he does. Totally. Okay. Um, I guess this is just a general conceptual thing. So Julio Urias, uh, the Dodgers, one of their young phenom arms, he was arrested for domestic abuse and placed on administrative leave by the MLB. Um, it was outside of the Beverly Center Mall, an upscale shopping area near Beverly Hills in West Hollywood. Witnesses claimed Urias was in the parking lot arguing with a woman and shoved her to the ground. Um, basically, it doesn't sound like the contact was super crazy, but he did shove a woman to the ground and was caught on camera. Well, it's just embarrassing every time you hear this, any sport. Like, to me, 40 games, uh, to me, suspend these guys for a season. Make a freaking example out of them at this point. If you want to make an example... Like Addison Russell, it was a 40-game suspension, and then like he played in the minors for a week, and he came out. Even Chapman, like Chapman, and I love Chapman, and I'm so happy he's with the Yankees. But like, he shot a gun in the direction of another human being. Like, he should not have been playing for at least a year. He should, yes. He should not be playing now. All these guys should go. I mean, this is—it's disgusting. It's just—it's—it's bad behavior. You're a professional athlete. You're a celebrity. Treat women also, with respect. Treat people with respect. Yeah. It's nonsense. So bad. Like, if you do that in any other walk of life, why? You lose your job. You lose your job. You lose your job and you maybe go to jail. You lose your job, you go to jail, you're not getting hired again. Why do these baseball players get four, a slap on the wrist, 40 game suspension? That's what nothing. Is, what is your first steroid suspension? Your first offense for PEDs, what is your suspension? 80 games now, right? So why is the steroid suspension double Best producer in the game right there, because he just hit the nail Doesn't on the head. Doesn't make sense. All right. So we're a quarter of the way, a little over a quarter of the way through the baseball season now. Um, and one thing that I loved to do at the stadium back in the day, and you can't do it now. Wow, Mike Myers at the Raptors game. Look at him. How does Mike Myers have, like, a six-year-old kid? Isn't he old? That's not Mike Myers, in no. case you couldn't tell. But I neither. thought that was Drake. No, that's Drake. So it's not. So well, Mike Myers was on two people ago. There was a large man, though, who did not look like Mike Myers, <laughs> if you catch my drift. Um, I just wanted to make it clear it wasn't Mike Myers. Mike Myers was very good as the voice of Shrek. Outside of Shrek and Austin Powers, he's, he's got his three franchises, Shrek, Austin Powers, Wayne's World. 
then everything else is... The Love Guru is one The of Love Guru? I've never seen a movie single-handedly tank a Hollywood A-lister's yes. career like The Love Guru <laughs> and Mike Myers. It's, uh... Well, you know what it was? It was The Love Guru and Cat in the Hat in, like, a three-year stretch together. Both just heinous. Cat in the Hat makes me laugh every time I see it. It was so bad. And I'm gonna, I actually do quite like The Love Guru, but I know that it is very poorly received by the general public. Just terrible. Well, Justin Timberlake's good in that movie. He's yeah. got a French accent the whole time. So one thing I used to love to do at baseball games is fill out the all-star game ballot. Remember, you used to get the physical ballot. Yes. You would, like, take a fork, punch the holes, and throw yeah. it in. Now everything is online, which is a bummer. Um, but given that we're a quarter of the way through the season, which means we're halfway to the all-star game, uh, we're going to do our first picks for all-stars at each position. Uh, so, Bryce, we're going to start at catcher. Who do you got in the AL? For me, Mitch Garver has been a revelation for the uh, Twins. But he's got a really bad ankle sprain. It's going to be out for the foreseeable future. Uh, and for that reason, despite the fact that yesterday Gary Sanchez had what may have been the worst offensive game I've ever seen. <laughs> 0 for 5, 4 strikeouts, and a game-ending double play when he finally did put the ball in play. At the catcher position, if you have 12 homers and a 943 OPS, and I do think his defense after the first week of the season has gotten considerably better. I, it could not have possibly gotten worse. You're right. Uh, Gary is my pick in the AL. Uh, my favorite, my favorite Gary Sanchez. Remember when he Robertson pitched it to Sanchez and he missed that. And hit. Robertson hit him in the nuts. And Robertson <laughs> goes, "Woo! Did I do that?" Yeah. But that being said, Gary Sanchez hits a lot of home runs. That can't. No, my favorite Gary memory. Should be an All Star. I think you and I were at the game together when he almost hit the intentional walk pitch. Yes, out. we were. Yes, we were. So all right, we got Gary in the AL catcher, and in the NL. Uh, it's got to be Wilson Contreras for me, and a guy who's a sneaky MVP candidate, honestly. 11 homers, 29 RBIs, 321, 420, 626 slash line. That's elite numbers, especially at any position, but especially catcher, and it's a big reason why the Cubs are doing as well as they are. I don't know if I heard it on this podcast or a different sports show, but uh, the Cubs getting this production from their catcher and shortstop, who are usually back in the order of bats, for them to have Baez and Contreras at these historically weak offensive positions, Keeps them in these. That's gonna keep them in it all year long with the pitching. Those are gonna be good. Yeah. Where the Cubs World Series odds on the bottom? I think a couple weeks ago when we did it, it was like plus a thousand maybe. I'm kind of into it. It's a good bet. Say plus eight hundred to plus one thousand range. Uh, first base in the AL, Jose Abreu, Daniel Vogelback uh, are amongst the favorites, but to me. Do his no are his numbers the best? Maybe not, but Luke Voigt has been the anchor for a first place team all year. Eight sixty nine OPS, eleven homers, thirty three ribbies. And he's a Yankee. He's twenty five walks, so he's walking a fair amount. Luke Voigt gets to start at first to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I could see them giving it to Jose again. No, yeah. I guess the White Sox rep this year. Tim, it could be Tim. It would yeah. be Tim Anderson. All right, so NL first baseman. I mean, this between Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, Christian Walker, Reese Hoskins. There are so many good hitters. But right now, it's got to be Josh Bell. Give it to Bell. Give him a shout-out earlier. He deserved it. Um, second base in the AL. That's weak. Whit Merrifield has been great. Brandon Lowe has been great. Um, but I'm going to give it to Tommy LaStella, a guy who coming into the year only had 10 homers, but he's hitting... 289, 372, 579, which is a 951 OPS, 11 homers, 26 ribbies, and a 1.3 war for the Angels. Really the only guy other than Trout who's got any sense of pop on that team. Um, Witt, it, Witt's going to start, but I'll take Listella. I would give it to Witt. Leads the league in steals over Tim Anderson. Um, and in the NL, got a lot of good candidates. Colton Wong, Ozzie Albies, Mike Moustakis, but I'm going to go with Jeff McNeil. 
1.9 WAR plays everywhere. Hitting 350. He's hitting 351 yep. with a 923 yep. OPS. He's the guy for me. Shortstops in the AL. Tim Anderson, done deal. No, I'm not going to go Tim Anderson. Uh, and Just because you didn't draft Tim Anderson doesn't mean. Well, I drafted him in my other league. Thank you very much. Um, I mean, there's other great candidates: Alberto Mondesi, Glaber Torres, Correa. Um, but for me, it's going to be Jorge Polanco. Eight homers, 27 rib- or 20 ribbies, 27 runs, hitting 329, 395, 600. Tim Anderson is a one million percent going to be on the team. Tim Anderson will be on the team, but Polanco is going to start short. The Tim White- Anderson's got the swag. Though. If the White Sox ever get good, the MLB could look at Tim Anderson as the guy to help market the sport. And then yeah. even though Tim, Ander- what did Tim Anderson say about baseball? I think just, Tim Anderson just said bad, big backflip guy. Tim Anderson said baseball's boring. Yeah, and in the NL, uh, Paul DeYoung has been great. Uh, for the Cardinals, eight homers, 23 ribbies, 322, 413, 563. Um, but for the sake of baseball, Javi Baez's numbers are sick, and that's a guy who's a must-start in the All-Star game. Yeah. Yep. All right, third base, very deep position. Um, in the AL, a lot of good hitters. LeMahieu, Bregman, Matt Chapman, Dozier. I just got to go Bregman. Yeah, it's not LeMahieu. It's, it's Bregman. It's Bregman. Chapman's good, though. Chapman's very good. NL's even harder. I mean, Suarez got 14 homers. Chris Bryant's so hot. Rendon, before he got hurt, was hitting 370, And Eduardo Escobar for the Diamondbacks, really looking good. But there's a king of the third baseman in the NL, and it's Nolan Arenado, and he's starting a third for me right now. He's the guy you're going to have to start there. Machado's not up on your list, Chase. I don't think he's a top five third baseman in the NL right now. Well, that's not the point. My vote goes to Machado as my favorite player. All right, well, I'm picking based on the numbers. So, uh, Ooh, overtime in the hoops game. All right, AL outfielders, we're going to do pick three. So deep. I mean, big shout-out to Joey Gallo, Michael Brantley, Reddick, Trey Mancini, Hunter Pence, Domingo Santana. For me, though, it's very clearly Trout, Mookie, Springer. Yep. Trout, Mookie. Those three are significantly better than the others you named. Yeah, I'm trying to even rationalize someone else. Maybe Brantley over Mookie, potentially, but Mookie. the Red Sox fans are going to get him in. Nah, yeah, I would see. I'd see that. All right, and the NL... Yelich and Bellinger, a slam dunks, a slam dunks. You know Harper's going to get that third spot. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't even include him on the list. But based on stats, I'd go Yelich, Cody Bellinger, uh, and Charlie Blackman, honestly. NL outfielders are all solid, nothing crazy. Yeah. All right, AL starting pitchers. Actually, on the whole NL thing, I think usually in the baseball all-star game, I wonder if that changes with the new format. One team's fan base usually sends all their guys. Like, I think the Phillies are the team. But it'll change with that new format because it's the top three votes. Um, AL starting pitchers, you get one guy. All these guys have been great. Verlander, Glasnow, Minor, Domingo, Boyd, Charlie Morton. Where's the game this year? Cleveland? Um, I believe so. But, I mean, he was my Cy Young pick for a reason. I'm giving the ball to Justin. I'm rooting for him. I'm going Domingo. I would love it for you to be Domingo. Domingo, if he gets wins in his next start, so like 10 wins by June. Yeah. Not bad. I'd say pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty good. Yeah. And in the NL, Castillo's been great. Patrick Corbin, uh, Chris Paddock, Caleb Smith. But we've been talking about him the past two weeks. Hunjin Ryu is the best pitcher in the NL right now. Yeah. He's going. Uh, amongst relief pitchers, I didn't even have Ryan Presley on my list because Roberto Osuna, his teammate, is on there. Uh, Ryan Presley will be on the all-star team, but... They don't give it. They're not going to, you know, make him the closer. Uh, Shane Green's leading the leaving saves. Chapman's been great. But I'm going to give it to Roberto Ozuna, uh, who has 11 saves and a microscopic .44 ERA and .393 whip. Yeah, again, as we talked about domestic abuse earlier, I just wouldn't vote for Chapman. Would you vote for Ozuna then? No. So, so you're going to vote for any of these guys. So I, we're giving it to Tommy Canely. Giving it to Canely. 
Uh, and in the NL, as good as Kirby Yates has been, uh, and he's been unreal, I'm going to give it to Felipe Vasquez of the Pirates. Um, 32 strikeouts in 20 and two-thirds innings, 1.31 ERA, and an absolute anchor back there. I would put Hater. If I was give, if I had to give, an, if I had to give the ball to a guy for one inning in an All Star game, give me Hater, who I also don't like for character concerns. Actually, I don't like Hater character at all. Terrible tweets. Going with the good dude, Kirby Yates. Okay, uh, we were going to talk about some of the best teams to not win the World Series. Um, so of all those, all these teams, you know, you can look them up. The 2012 to 2014 Tigers, 2011 Phillies, 2002 A's, 90 Athletics, 93 Braves, 2004 Cardinals, and the 2001 Mariners. The one I want to highlight real quick is the 95 Indians, uh, who went 144 in a strike-shortened season and lost to the Braves in the World Series. Just listen to this lineup real quick. Uh, Tony Pena, Paul Sorrento, then Carlos Baerga, Omar, Jim Tomei, Albert Bell, Kenny Lofton, Manny, Eddie Murray. With Dave Winfield coming off the bench. Pretty good lineup. That's a pretty good lineup. Uh, 95 Indians in my mind. Ni- Maybe not by record, but the best team in our generation to ever win the World Series. What year were you born? 96. I was close. 95 for me. Yeah. So uh, that's for one but of these us. teams, I just remember something that I would actually uh, consider part of our generation. That Phillies team to only win in 08. Then the next year they go out and add Lee. They add Cliff Lee, losing the World Series. The next year they upgrade to Halliday, losing the NLCS. And then that 2011 team with Lee, Halliday, Hamels, Oswald, Blanton to lose in the first round of the playoffs, that was a shocker. H202, that team was ridiculous in the rotation, I agree. And they still had the same core, Brian Howard, Utley, Robinson. Victorino. I think that was the year he popped his Achilles in the playoffs. So sad, yeah. That one nothing game. All right, so Sam's computer was running on empty, but we just got through an hour of the show, which is uh, really cool. Guys, any concluding thoughts for the week? I got one. Sure. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, Yanks used an opener for the first time this season. Chad Green did not look very good doing no, it. But it's well, worth uh, looking to see if they do that again the next week or so. going to say they probably won't, but never know. Uh, i giving my shout-out to the show. Cool. Uh, Sam, good luck at the new job tomorrow. Thanks, sure you'll love wearing a suit and sweating your balls off on what's supposed to be an 86 and sunny day in New York City. So good luck on the subway for that, bud. Um, everyone enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. We'll be here uh, doing the show on Memorial Day next Monday. So we'll give you a holiday edition next week. Uh, for Sam Beck and Bryce Holden, I'm Chase Midorski, and this is the Underdog Sports Baseball Show. Thank you.